Chapter thirty eight of the Art of Travel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Mackenzie. The Art of Travel by Sir Francis Galton. Chapter thirty eight. Knots. Elementary Knots. The three elementary knots which everyone should know are here represented, viz. the timber hitch, the bowline, and the clove hitch. Timber hitch. The virtues of the timber hitch are that, so long as the strain upon it is kept up, it will hold fast. When the strain is taken off, it can be cast loose immediately. A timber hitch had better have the loose end twisted more than once if the rope be stiff. Bowline. The bowline makes a knot difficult to undo. With it, the ends of two strings are tied together, or a loop made at the end of a single piece of string. For slip nooses, use the bowline to make the draw loop. When tying a bowline, or any other knot for temporary purposes, insert a stick into the knot before pulling tight. The stick will enable you, at will, to untie the knot, to break its back, as the sailors say, with little difficulty. A bowline is firmer if doubled, that is, if the free end of the cord be made to wrap round a second time. Clove hitch. The clove hitch binds with excessive force, and by it and it alone can a weight be hung to a perfectly smooth pole as to a tent pole. A kind of double clove hitch is generally used, but the simple one suffices and is more easily recollected. A double clove hitch is firmer than a single one, that is, the rope should make two turns instead of one turn round the pole beneath the lowest end of the cord. See tent poles to tie things to. Knots at end of rope. To make a large knot at the end of a piece of string to prevent it from pulling through a hole, turn the end of the string back upon itself so as to make it double, and then tie a common knot. The string may be quadrupled instead of doubled if required. Toggle and strop. This is a tourniquet. A single or a double band is made to enclose the two pieces of wood it is desired to lash together. Then a stick is pushed into the band and forcibly twisted round. The band should be of soft material, such as the strands of a rope that has been picked to pieces for that purpose. The strands must each of them be untwisted and well rubbed with a stick to take the kink out of them. And finally, twisted in a direction opposite to their original one to sling a jar put it in a handkerchief or a net to tie a parcel on the back like a knapsack take a cord ten feet long double it and lay the loop end upon a rock or other convenient elevation then place the object to be carried upon the cord taking care that the loop is so spread out as to admit of its ultimately enclosing the object with a good hold and balance. Next, pass the free ends of the cord over the object and through the loop. Then, bringing your shoulder to a level with the package, draw the free ends of the cords over your right shoulder. The cords will by this time have assumed the appearance shown in the sketch, which accompanies the printed edition of this book. Now, pass the left arm between the left hand cord and the package and the right arm between the right hand cord and the package. Lastly, draw the cords tight 
and the object will be found to be fastened onto your back like a knapsack. A gun may be passed between the cords and the top of the object. This is a capital method of carrying a load of game over a broken country, where at least one hand is required to be free. I am indebted to Mr. F. M. Wyndham for knowledge of it. He found it frequently in use in Norway. In hot countries the plan would not be so convenient, as the heat of a soft package strapped closely to the back is very oppressive. End of chapter 38